Can I kick it? Yes, yes. Can I kick it? Yes, yes. Can I kick it? Yes, yes. Can I kick it? This podcast is brought to you by Greyblock Pizza, one of the best pizza places in Santa Monica, located at 1811 Pico Boulevard. Stop on by. What's up, guys? It's episode 25. Woo! Uh, quarter life century. Quarter, what is that called when you have a breakdown at 25 instead a, of? A breakdown. Really? <laughs> Are they really doing that? Quarter life Millennial. crisis. There we quarter go. Quarter life crisis. Yeah, that's me. I'm oh, having shit. a quarter life crisis. I totally had a quarter life crisis at 25 and guess what? It never stops. It just continues. <laughs> <laughs> you just become a constant state of life crisis and, and it's fine. Wow. <laughs> I'm okay. So, I'm Okay. Uh, <laughs> We're, we're, we're not dead. I'm Kaylee Chella. I'm the producer of the show. And behind the camera, or in front of the real cameras, we have Mr. Thomas. Hi. And his, uh, his uh, Easter purple today. My belly bloat. Belly <laughs> bloat. He's got some benzo, benzo bloat. Benzo bloat. And Juliet yep. was definitely no belly bloat because she's a she's like that. gymnast and I want your bod. <laughs> I I literally have a to wear a dress for um, a red carpet event on Thursday, and I was like, man, I'm in really good shape right now. I can't have anything that doesn't show off these curves. And I was like, that is ridiculous. Really? <laughs> a red carpet event uh, for my film. It's premiering. Oh, hopefully I win best writer and director. Tell us about your film. Amazing thing. Tell us about the project, please. Yeah. All righty then. So the Toskers is. I've told you guys events about this, but the Toskers is mm. amazing, and you should all watch it. It's becoming bigger and bigger. How do you spell it? T O S C A R S. It's, so, it's Oscars with a T. Got it. It's put on by Brits in L.A. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be British, obviously. Mm-hmm. You just have to like them. Obviously. And obviously. I do. Obviously. I feel like we should talk in this British. podcast in a British accent for the rest of the cast. Just to <laughs> tickle, tickle my funnies. Tickle your funnies. <laughs> I get your knickers in a ward. So you're going to be <laughs> dolling up? Yes, so uh, you you get uh, if you buy a ticket, they're like a hundred bucks. Maybe no. you could do press. Why? I'll give you the info, and maybe you could try and do press. Yes, I didn't yeah. think about that. I will. We'll do mm. that later. So, uh, Toskers, I've done it for six years now. This is the first year I've team led, which is a major change. <laughs> Usually, as a participant, you're just on a team, and you like like for me, I just acted and maybe helped with wardrobe. This time, I did everything, <laughs> which was really fun. But basically, you get randomly selected to do a film that is nominated for an Oscar. So there's about 10, so it ends up being 10 teams. And you, as a team leader, pull a film out of the hat. And I have no idea what film you're going to get until the night of. I ended up pulling Vice. Mm -hmm. Other films were in there too. And then my team members randomly selected me from a hat. So it's this whole randomness coming together, which is terrifying because you don't get to choose anything. You don't get to curate anything. Creativity is at an all-time high. For sure. Uh, you have a week to write it and gather everything to produce it. You have three days to shoot it. I shot it in two because it's me. And, um, yeah, then you have, like, a week to do post-production. And at the end, which is tomorrow, there mm-hmm. is a big screening event. So that's been being judged this past week. We By all the members? By the members of the Wackademy. Okay. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's a parody event. It's a parody right. short film festival. Right. I should have mentioned that. It must be a must be a comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of different rules and guidelines you have to abide by, and has to be a five minute short right. film. Right. It has to be a parody. So the Wackademy judges it, which uh, I think their judging will end tomorrow. And then we have a big red carpet event. Uh, it's like black tie. It's it's crazy. It's really fun. It, it emulates the Oscars. Got it. But we're making fun of the Oscars. And where is where is it hosted? Uh, it's in Hollywood somewhere. I have to look up the address. But, Very um, cool. Yeah, it's gonna be super cool. And I'm nominated for best director and best writer and best producer. And uh, hopefully our film will win best picture. Huh. We'll see. 
I'm very proud of the film. So I'll put it up on like Mod Rats. You guys can, I'll make a little yes. link once I post it and you can see it. I think it's great. Um, but yeah, so it exciting. Really fun. It was, it's super exciting. But finding a dress, I was like running all around town yesterday trying to, f- trying to find a dress to wear because I have this really great dress, but I already wore it three months ago. Mm-hmm. Tom, do you know that you can't rewear dresses? I have no idea what you're wearing. You are. can't do it. Really? Yep. You're not supposed to. I've done it, but within a year or so in between. Well, you remember Tiffany Haddish was like, fuck that shit. I spent $1,000 on this dress. I'm going to wear it again and again. And she has. <laughs> she wears it again and again. I just love that she's... I don't that's know who fine. Tiffany Haddish is, but I love her. That's kind of cool, right? She? She's a comedian. She was on Bridesmaids. She okay. Was, or not Bridesmaids. Um. Oh, shit. Girl Trip. Okay. Hmm. They all go to New Orleans. She's black. She's the one that goes, um, uh, she ready. That's her <laughs> saying. No, okay. She's I've heard that saying. I'm sure she's super fit. I'm just not up with the pop culture to cultures. Um, okay, grandma. I'm grandma. I just, I just get buried in my, my own world but of everything. I have a. Like but you can't a, wear your dress twice, apparently. So I get it. What's interesting to me is like all the proselytization and look, I'm all for championing ecology and everything, but case in point. A one-off dress, ten thousand dollars by whatever chew well, it's like or whatever. Like a wedding dress, yeah. Right? And what's the material cost? How how much does it? How much Actually environmental cost. impact does it cost to fly these people around? Mm. How what's the environment? And I'm not batting on your industry. Oh, I am. Let's okay. do but, it. Let's but, do it. But it's like how much does how much environmental impact does making a movie? Less than probably the amount of gowns wasted on celebrities wearing them on red carpets. Because think of that one movie, you have hundreds of red carpets all around the world that you have to wear a dress for that you're not supposed to repeat. Uh, shoes, jewelry, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's just one member of the cast. It just seems exhaustive. <laughs> you know? It just seems exhaustive. And, and, you and know, they're ex- championing two-minute showers, and it's like, wait, you have a 20-bedroom fucking mansion? Yeah. yeah. How big's your lawn, dude? I don't know. Like it's, no, it's weird. It's just a hypocrisy yeah, thing. Definitely, we we have a lot of like traditions that are wasteful and like really bad. But That's, we keep yeah. doing them. I can right. understand like art. Like we have to have art to survive, and yeah. you know, but like, entertainment, sure, entertainment like, is different. It's, yeah. it's, this whole thing of like, you know, um, buying really expensive purses all the time and like leather purses all the time, mm-hmm. and like, hey guys. You know how Republicans are always like, you know, we don't need the government to take all these taxes because rich people will just give their money to the poor. No. Well, not when we tell right. society tells us that we have to have all these really expensive things to like make like make it look like we have all of this power. And so is that what it is? Is it, shit, the, is it the power? Because I was going back and forth because I do this event every year. I love it. It's like my one of my favorite events, even though it's so wonky, but it's become it's become like a pretty big deal now and people know about it. Why can't I wear this dress? Like, I love this one dress that I wore. I wore it to LA Fashion Week um, in October. Mm. So I wore it four months ago. And I would easily wear this dress again in a year. I'd be like, I'm just going to wait a year and I'm going to wear it again. I and don't some know people what might the know. rules are. But why are the rules there is what I'm asking. Mm. So And who made them? And who made them? So I'm like running around town trying to find a gown. And then I actually know this really incredible designer who makes funny we bring this up she makes sustainable fashion Mm. she only makes things out of recycled materials Mm. and recycled uh fabrics and it's beautiful and her gowns are great i just don't know i have two of them at my house that she's letting me borrow for her collection so she can get it red carpet photographed and whatever but i don't know if they're gonna fit and i'm like well if they don't fit i'm gonna wear the other dress because i did not find anything (laughs) for the past two days to wear 
and that got me to the question of why does it matter? Who made up the rules? What is what's the what is it tracing back to? Is it power? Oh, I can mm-hmm. afford to do right. this. Is it money the and power? Symbol. Is it so that you can? Is it simply so that you can differentiate yourself being mm-hmm. at different events? Like if I wear this dress again so quickly, are people going to get confused and think it's the same event? Is that why? Because I could see that being like a, a understandable reason, but also not my problem. <laughs> If I mean, confused. It, I think it might also be a little bit of like Instagram culture. Have you heard that women oh, are getting God, yes. like facial face, like facelifts for their for hands? their hands? Yeah. So that when they post pictures of like their engagement ring and stuff on Instagram, they have like perfect hands. They could just do Photoshop. It's a lot yeah. cheaper. And like we do. Like <laughs> yeah. I can't tell you how many apps my face goes through before it hits Instagram. Oh, you, you know are what I mean? way more time than I do. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I do have way more time because um, my boss at my other job is like Skadoosh. throwing me Skadoosh. Throwing I love me that. in circles. Cho uh, and I work together in several different locations. Yeah. It's pretty great. Yeah. So I, I mean, so we have all these little economies, mm-hmm. these auxiliary things. Like there's a whole industry of people, psychophants off the power teat of the elite and the sycophants. Psychophants? I only yeah. know that word because of Randy Rainbow. Thanks, Randy Rainbow. Psychophants. <laughs> of, I love this. I need that on a shirt you, too. You know, you have your ultra, you have your ultra liberal mm-hmm. Hollywood. Sure. Who you is know? who is in fact though like masquerading? As you pointed out, if you're well, really, you're taking two minute showers, we're all hypocrites. So, so I'll, I'll I'll take it back yeah. to a personal level. I'm the biggest hypocrite on my world. Okay. Yep. So I'm going to start with that. But I'm just noticing, like, wait a minute, look at look at all these. Busy people. Look at all these dressmakers, jobs, uh, delivering people, dry cleaning, all this stuff going on. And then now there's this unwritten rule of maybe it's confusing. Well, it's not the now. The old it's Hollywood template yeah, was, yeah. you know, each premiere, uh, like it's like a huge industry, you know? And, and it's like, well, I, I just kept thinking the devil wears all- Prada, like, oh, look at you. Look at you, Miss Badass on the recycled belt off the whatever rack, you know? That decision was made in this fucking very office and it's like, wow, like that kind of a moment where all these little micro decisions that we make and that we have to navigate through and, uh, oh yeah, it's impossible to be a good human because the second you go buy, yeah. you know, a locally sourced organic avocado, well, actually, right. child labor and actually, you right. know, plastic to get there and stuff. But the rule of women not wearing the same outfit twice mm-hmm. is like true for like a shit ton of different industries. I know it's true for reporters. Like wow. reporters can't wear the same dress. They can wear it twice, but like they can't for like the things. entire month. So they have to have yeah. like thirty different dresses, right? And who pays for that? They do out of their own pocket. Well, this uh, is why you develop relationships. So but men I, can wear the same suit like eight different times. But eight different times, but it still looks the same. <laughs> but if a, you know that'd be an a interesting week. experiment. What if what if a female, say, news reporter, or red carpet? Oh, they've already done this. They've so already done this. The, but but if a girl just wore, if a guy wears the same suit, she uh-huh. wore a suit, mm. like oh. a pantsuit, and he wore a pantsuit, oh, and they no, did it for a month, notice. they would notice. But yep. would they care? Would they say, oh, I see him and her both wearing the same outfit for oh, a month. Oh, I don't month. know if they would. They would mm. only notice her. That's what, that's what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Would, they, would they just be like, she's always wearing the same outfit, wow. even if they were side by side. Do you think, you think that's... 100%. You think that would happen? They'd never comment on the dude. There was a, news, a dude <laughs> newscaster who, like, the, um, his female co-worker who was a newscaster was, you know, talking about how she was getting all these comments online about, you know, wearing, she th- thinks she wore the same dress like one week and then another week. <laughs> so people uh, noticed. And so he wore the same suit, I think, for an entire month. Mm. And like very few people noticed. Mm. It's just a, a, this expectation that we have 
on women is by an, men and right. women. Well, I was going to say, is it expectation or is it that we don't allow men to express themselves as much as women? For a man, mm. like a business uniform is a black, blue, or gray suit, right? That's pretty much, you can change up your pocket square, you can change up your tie. No, like what a dark or an olive green suit too. Yeah, but I mean, not a lot of men there's do that. Like, if colors, you, if you think about fits, it, you can wear a vest underneath. I remember talking to dudes about this with prom, and it's like, it's so easy for you guys to pick out an outfit. They would fight me on this. They would be like, no, I can do different styles. I can do this style, that style. Like, mm. I can do the vest underneath. I can do a bow tie. Colors. Like, but they don't. Different shoes. Right. But they don't. And then it's just yeah, accepted. Most of them don't, right? Yeah. It's exce- I just, I don't know. So all these rules that we kind of find yeah. ourselves getting lobbed into, and then it detracts from the most important thing that I feel you said was, I like my body right now. Yeah. I want to rock this dress. Yeah. I, I always feel like I'm drowning in clothes unless they're tight, though, because I think that's just Same. like, yeah, I lived in leotards until I was mm-hmm. 25 or whatever for gymnastics. I don't know how old it was when I stopped. But like, if it's not tight, I'm like, what? what's with all this fabric? What's yeah. going on? Yeah. <laughs> well, you also have a very slender frame. I'm very so small, yeah. Do- Drown and most thing. That was the thing yesterday. Mm. All the all the dresses wouldn't fit, and I'd have to get them altered. And I was like, I, can't, I don't have time. <laughs> I don't have time for this. So I'm, that's what I'm worried about. They'll do it in a day. Well, now the events tomorrow. I don't have time, and I'm working yeah, all the way until the event. I'm going to change it. Working. I say go. rock the dress you like to rock. That's just my two cents. That's what Dan said, and I still might because I really don't care, and I think it's kind of silly. There's a rule, um, but I did get these dresses from this designer lady, so I hope they fix. I'd like to rock her dresses, um, but they're much more like um, it's a bodice with like a poof, long yeah. poof skirt, okay, like with a, a poof, like with a, a poof. <laughs> it's like a tutu but extended to the floor. Cool, which is really cool. Just not really my style, but. Um, I just have to see how they fit. Yeah. But now I feel obligated to wear them because she already gave them to me. Oh, it's it's stupid problems. <laughs> no, but there are things, again, that, you know, in our careers, there's uniforms, there's standards, there's expectations, there's etiquette, there's rules, you know, yeah. some written, some not. So it just kind of ties in with, like, what are what's expected from us? Mm-hmm. And then what do we expect from other people? And then maybe, like, how does that defeat or inflate our self our self-love, like oh, yeah. how we love ourselves, how we and define ourselves, and that too. Yeah, you know, like when we have expectations that they're not being met, you get upset or you get sad or something. Like, like I am, I'm like an always on time person. If I'm late, I I can't handle it. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. drives me insane. Um, and then when people are overly late, I get really mad at them, and I'm like how could you do this to me? Like if they're not communicative. Yeah. And Dan used to do it all the time. It was a very big major issue. Be late. Oh. Huh. <laughs> like not like five or 10 minutes, like like an hour late. Oh no, that's not okay. And that drives me crazy. So what are some of the things that you guys, that absolutely drives you crazy? I also don't like it when people don't say thank you. <laughs> Same. I held the door for you. Just say thank you. Interesting. Just say thank it's you. It's like a recognition of yeah. like, Can it nod? hey, I recognize That's fine, like that a recognition, your time yeah. and efforts are also important. Right. Hey, I see that you held the door. Hey, I see that I wasted an hour of your time. You didn't have to, like, you didn't have, I don't have to hold this door yeah. for you. I don't have to wait for you. Right. Um, so interesting. Yeah. So what do you, what are so, or I hate when people put me in danger. Uh, I think everyone hates that. But when I see a driver on the road that's being crazy mm. and here in LA every mm. day, we see somebody do something stupid. And I get so mad. I will try to get their license plate Damn, and call girl. it into the cops because I'm just like, and put you, poop on their, yeah, on their stoop, yeah, because they're endangering other people's lives. It's fine. You can do whatever you want in your life, mm. but as soon as you're endangering others, stop it. Right. So I don't know. What are you guys' things? What is our like our little 
Picadillos? Yeah. Well, I was talking like, to Tom about this earlier yeah. because I'm having issues with work in general and like the industry that we're in because, you know, in LA, like we're pretty replaceable. Um, until so you're not. Yeah, until people, but people kind of feel like they can treat us like shit <laughs> because like if we don't put up with it, then they'll just take the next girl. Yeah. It's everything in LA though. I mean, look at our homeless population. That's because we don't have empathy for homeless people. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. We live in such a progressive, liberal place, and yet there's still this huge homeless issue. Right? What the fuck is that? Well, I think the weather, I mean, I'm not, I'm just saying, if you're going to be homeless. I'm going to be homeless in Venice Beach. Los Angeles is a pretty climate-friendly place mm-hmm. to be outdoors, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Look, it's all, we, we, let's all just say we, we're, we're sharing empathy mm-hmm. to the situation but like they you can i've met a few and i don't know if they're career homeless you know or homeless they're by unhoused, choice unhoused is well, what they like they call them yeah, yeah yeah but there was one guy um fantastic body and that's what the first thing i know is the guy at apac interesting no not in a sexual way i was like this guy's in shape but i, I couldn't tell if he was homeless or not he basically because i used to surf way back in another life and he would be out there every morning and he'd be bathing not totally new but he'd clean himself had he would do exercises and like you know i don't know if he was mental or not but he brushed his teeth he was pleasant he would ask nicely for things and like like i don't know but he had at least enough faculties intact to be able to have that engagement as Mm -hmm. opposed to being completely yeah, a lot of violent. Uh, homeless people are mentally ill, but not all of them. Not all of them, right. Like I, I don't even know if the majority of them are, right? No, it depends I, on the type place that's, you are. That's a great, I don't, you know, not being prepared for the subject. I don't know the statistics, yeah. but I feel now more than ever back to what, you know, Charles is saying. It's like we live in such a progressive, we're, you know, trying to get, you know, democratic socialism going. We're ultra liberal, and and yet there's more homeless in our front yards than mm-hmm. anywhere else. I've definitely found by living by the beach, and also by living in downtown LA mm-hmm. when I first moved here, the homeless in downtown, just from experience, what I see are it seems to be a lot more mental issues down mm-hmm. there, and the homeless that are closer to the beach. They do have issues a lot right. of times, but a lot of times you'll meet them, and I call them high tech homeless. They're homeless by choice. Hmm. He get, they just they don't want to have a, they don't want to deal with rent society. Right. Maybe they're a little off their rocker. They're just like, no, I don't need the man right. to tell me what to do. I got my laptop. I got my solar panels. I got my van. Like I'm good, <laughs> right? And that's like a, that's a lifestyle choice. So, is so what I've seen. One question I would ask you guys, and maybe people in general, like being by the ocean, seems to have a it's a more positive place to be mm-hmm. than downtown. Oh God! Downtown I wonder if we scary. took everyone from downtown and and gave them. Ah. a place to i just wonder if their yeah. energy i like how long can you be depressed at the beach i can't really be hard. yeah you have to be pretty depressed you don't get to the beach in the first place but if i drag someone right. depressed <laughs> to the beach and it's a clear sunny day yeah. it's gonna be pretty hard to not be positive until you get a sunburn or something like mm-hmm. so i just wonder if that has an energetic I mean, at play. depression is chemical and not mm-hmm. like situational yeah, environmental. So I don't know if that's a fair thing to say. I'm yeah. Going to the and they won't be depressed anymore. I'm going to say... It's got to be a little bit of both. Um, yeah, I'm going to say that if you're depressed, purely biochemical, 
you know, on a neurological level where your serotonin is off, your dopamine, your comp negative or whatever, just genetic. Can you perpetuate your depression by being homeless or having financial distress? Oh, sure. So there's a lot of factors that would keep someone depressed as opposed to having a positive attitude whenever possible, being in a positive environment, being around a social inclusive oh, environment. Factors, right. So I, I think it's depression it's hits everyone chemically, yeah, but the resiliency I feel like comes up when you're in a positive environment. I think the ocean and the beach, mm -hmm. just scenery-wise, it's going to be a lot more positive, fresh air than downtown. Downtown yeah. to me seems really... It's like just it's the worst. I, I hate being down box. there. I hated living there. Um, I read something recently about blue time. They called it, and mm. it's for it's for mental states, and how a lot of people are not getting enough blue and green time. Meaning you're not by bodies of water, right. because there's something about being near a body of water that helps to um, like tranquilize our our lives a little bit and center us. So it. if you go to the beach or you go to a lake or a river mm. or a stream, it will help. Oh, like regulate your emotions more because just because of the sound of water and the way that right. it mess, messes with us. It was some neurological thing I was reading. Oh, and then and then green time as well. Just being near a tree yep. or in, in nature of some capacity once or twice a week will change. Uh, Shit, even on your screensaver, if you yeah. have a pastoral yeah. green screen. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's like a mental thing. There's a lot of science we, behind that for we sure. We can connect and be grounded. This? I'll find it. I'll send it to you guys. Yeah, I have to, I have to look it well, up. Well, there's again. a lot of colors, like psychology, right? Yeah. Rooms, blue, pink, you know. But not to get too far afield, we, I was asked a question. We were asked a question, Charles. So I don't know. Nothing really bothers me. You're a restaurant owner. When you go in a restaurant and get mm. bad service, or you go in, are you just like, ugh, I can't put up with this. Like, there's, like, mm. I know a restaurant owner. He goes in somewhere. If there's bad service, he just can't deal and he just leaves. No, I don't let it ruin <laughs> my. He'll go somewhere else. Well, so. Uh, Service is everything, mm -hmm. all right? Um, it sets the stage for rest and digest. You're going there, you're... So service is very important. That said, if it's my first time there and it's hyped up, you know, what's the pace and tempo? How, how quickly are they turning tables, mm -hmm. right? What kind of food am I getting? Is the food good? Well, <laughs> if I'm ordering a slice of pizza, our expectation, so it's funny... Uh, on Abikenny, next to the pizzeria, it was a coffee shop, and people would oh. wait thirty people deep for a that cup coffee of coffee. Shop, yeah, you know, it's gone now. they're waiting for their drug. Number one, they tip the baristas, the coffee slingers, yeah, big time. Yep, the same customers. If they see two or three customers in front of them, if there's a line two or three people deep, they're out. Mm -hmm. They're not that hungry. And I'm like, you fucking hypocrites. But again, pizza's not a drug. It's more of a comfort food. Pizza's uh, not a drug. Right? And then no fucking tip jar. Coffee's a hell of and a they, drug. And you want your cup of coffee fast. You want your slice of pizza almost just as fast. So yeah. it's like, so when your restaurant buddy goes out to eat and it's like he orders, you know, uh, I don't know, a full whatever, pasta dish or a steak, different value prop, time. Yeah. So there are services, everything. Hi, here, would you like some orders? Do they offer free bread or not? I mean, there's so many things that trigger people. Like how how do you how, like how do you not give out free bread? You know, in one place is like first baskets on us, the next baskets two fifty. Depends on the bread. Is it like from a farmer's? Is it twelve dollars a roll? Like, have you had some like I want to hear some like really horrible customer stories. Like, have you had someone <laughs> that was like 
he he wouldn't give me extra marinara, and so I wrote a really mean Yelp review. Oh like, my god, I have so many, so many fucking, so many Yelp warriors, man. What I don't like on a restaurant sense is, and I'm pointing at you. I have a great story about a restaurant that's still open. And I don't even know why it is. Okay, go ahead. Uh, is go for it. Uh, for no, me, wait, just fraud. It's just mm. fucking fraud. Like From customers. Yeah. Mm. Oh, constant. How lying? I could literally, if I was clever enough, and I am. I could probably eat for the next week for free just by holding. Let's try and do it. Oh, I could hold a restaurant. I know exactly what to say. Like, I know, like, well, I didn't see that you ordered. And I'll be like, oh, I ordered through Postmates and the pizza's burnt. And like, I know all the different, you know, bottlenecks and weak, weak handoffs. Dude, I remember I ordered from Postmates and they legit brought the wrong pizza <laughs> and they wouldn't give they wouldn't refund the delivery charge and yep. they only like refunded like half. And you of can't the get cost. a hold of them. I do not right? do Postmates anymore cuz two I I've then, never gotten something right. Right. <laughs> yeah, and, then, and then it's a bad experience and guess what? Postmates, DoorDash, Grubhub, and I'm not hating on them. Look, they're third-party delivery services. They have their own e- ecosystem. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, web store door. I, I get their model. But they are fully aware Chella, that you're going to be mad at the pizza shop. You're going to be like, "Fuck that place!" And I'm and you're. I'm mad at Postmates. Most people, well, so right, but there's still who suffers more? That little mom and pop. The mom and pop, yeah. Right. So it's 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 the service now is oh, I'm ordering from Greyblock or I'm ordering from Abbott's or whatever it is, and then you're ordering through Postmates. Mm-hmm. That's not us, right? And Postmates just fucked up your order. They always do. Right? And if they do, then you're hopefully dealing with them. But a lot of times we, the restaurants, get Get, piggybacked on the shit trail. But the state, the whole fraud. Yeah. People fraud all the time. They say they called. uh, The pizza was burnt. It was overcooked, this and that. And then it's like, all right, well, we'll deliver you another one immediately now. And then I'm like, well, you know, can we get it back? No, it's, it's all eaten. Like... If you they, ate the burnt pizza and then if told they us. Even, <laughs> even, if they even got it. Yeah. A lot of times we get things, now we've gotten more sophisticated, but we still get people come in and they bring in coupons, printed out coupons or raffles or things, and it's like, oh, this is dated 2016, and it's like for $50, like all kinds of crazy shit. And it's not like your average Joe Schmo. It's your high-end date? people pulling up in a Maserati asking for extra dipping sauce or like, and it's like, dude, you got six with your pizza. Like they're like, yeah, but it's a thirty-five dollar pizza. I'm like, yeah, and it's like a dollar like worth of dipping sauce, and you got six of them already. Like how many more? Like it's extra virgin olive oil, mustard, like blended by hand here. Like back to People that two fifty so... a basket for the extra bread. It's People like at like some to point say that millennials are like egotistical and millennials mm. feel like they're owed something, but I've never seen a millennial. Like I, whenever it's the people that are like, I need to see, speak to your manager or like yeah, this no. wasn't, it's always older people. Yeah. F- yeah. For it's sure. It's always old white ladies with that. that I'm going to be that old. Yeah. I'm going to be that old light lady. I already know like, that. Well, millennials are so, like, thank you so much. I'm so sorry. Like, cause we fucking know. Cause grind, we know this is your you know? fifth well, job the of grind. the day. You're in yeah. the grind. Yeah. It's just older people. I don't know if it's, yeah, I mean, we're going to get there. Don't yeah, worry. I, I always believe that. And it's, I still find it true. That if you do have a customer and they're very specific, like your your buddy, and he's like, oh, this, this, and this, and like if he gives me an opportunity to course correct, no pun intended on course, 
with food, of course. <laughs> I think I'm funny. I'm in my own world today. <laughs> but a, a squeaky customer, like, they become your best champions. Like, yeah. if he comes in, he's like, uh, and I'm like, hey, sorry, so well, new. And if it's, you know, and again, don't lie. Hey, she's only been here a couple of weeks, you know, and, and, and you speak their language, like, yeah, you know, just figuring it out. What did we miss on it? What can I do to make you happy? Is everything okay? That's part of customer service. Mm-hmm. That's the most valuable part. Don't let people leave and go right to Yelp. Mm-hmm. Right. And we have signs up in, in Oregon, like, don't, you know, be it. We make it in a fun way because, like, oh, Bronx born pizza, like, you know, just don't. Don't be a fucking passive-aggressive asshole. Like, Just tell us. Yeah, be straight up. Like, Tell us to our face if you're not happy or not. Because I, back to, I would rather have a guy who's very heads up, like, hey, this is dirty, the service is off, et cetera, bad experience, or millennials, like, whoa, this is expensive and I'm, I'm getting fucked over. Speak up. Yeah. Because you, you're actively getting burned by, and I'll be like, oh, it's Postmates. You know what, though? Order from us. I'm going to hook you up right now. On a house next time, and you're going to always order through us, yep. and that's a permanent opportunity, not to sell, but to create loyalty. No, absolutely. And right? I've had that happen uh, at coffee shops, actually, mm-hmm. and I will, I will go back on purpose because I'm like, they are, they, yeah, they corrected your name. my order, yep. but you know, they've fucked up, and then I'm, I'm saying, I did this, you fucked up, and right. they're like, oh, we're sorry, here you go. And now I'm like, oh, yep. they fixed it, I love them, they're my friends. You just want to feel safe and have yeah. certainty. So yeah. fraud. For me, fraud. Mm. The entitlement part, I, you know, at the end of the day, back to it's everything's a trade-off from last week's pod. Like, you yeah. know, we all have our ideals. We all want to hope that everyone has integrity. Everyone's operating from a place of transparency and not trying to get ahead, you know. But it, it's like, fuck, man. There's no benefit for me to let someone leave upset. Like no, there's no over, benefit. Over pizza. And it's like, all right, you know what, Cheapo, in your Maserati, here's your extra two or three dipping sauces. You you got one over on us because, you know, like, and the lying, oh, I know so-and-so, or everyone knows me. Yeah. And, and my ex-wife uh, runs one of our locations, and she has people coming all the time. Oh, I know the owner. She's like, oh, really? How, how When did you guys meet? How long did you know him? You know? Oh, 20 years has been here, like, singing a song and dance she's like I never met you and yeah. he, you know with her Polish accent and he's like huh yeah, like, I would not mess with your ex-wife <laughs> no. <I'd be> like, <laughs> I don't know how anyone <laughs> lies to her <laughs> right and you know and then she's kind of like chels a little bit you know highly principled like that's just not right and it's like easy killer like we're we're on the service industry <laughs> we're on the service side that's what I say. I see her. we're like, on the sell <laughs> side like but no but yeah but I have she, a really hard she's time literally like shit from people well people call up oh, i ordered last week and she'll look up on the phone number and be like As yeah she should. you're not anywhere on her system uh oh and but people are crafty they're like oh i ordered from work work number you know like it's just this but sometimes they're not lying game. though and that's the thing yeah and that's my point yeah, it's like look how much at the end of the day if i look over six months if i you have to factor in a cost, right? You go to Gap and buy a pair of jeans and you wonder why they're 45 bucks or whatever the fuck they are now. Loss prevention. $5 <laughs> is loss prevention and yeah. control. So it's just factoring that shit in. Like uh, every time you have a contract or any time you spend an hour dealing with a, someone that's an asshole, like is it worth it? Or I don't want to work with this person. And, uh, you know, and it's like, or do you play? And you're like, oh, I play. I, we were lamenting about work. And I was like, mm-hmm. my strategy would be this. She's like, I've been the yes girl. I've been a yes. I've been a whatever you say person. People and just walk all over It you. just doesn't work. But how yeah. many times, I guess maybe just everyone has a different threshold for that mm. as well because I'm still a yes person. I've still gotten walked over, but a lot of times I don't. 
right. because I've said yes. So I just refuse yeah, to allow myself tough. to get jaded. It's it's terrible. It's really hard. Yeah. And at first, my yeah. initial reaction is, you know, whatever it is, like that jaded reaction. Yeah. But I do not let myself get in, get into it right. unless, and I'm sure I've gotten screwed over more than Chella ever will, eventually, because I'm always going to say yes, and you you have your guard up. So maybe you're yeah. protecting yourself, but maybe you're missing out too. It's like everyone has to find that balance so, yeah, of not so being tough. jaded. But and, still having the opportunity right. to get screwed, but also still having the opportunity to actually do something great. Right. And it's so difficult to And it's timing. That. It's it's back to timing yeah. your life. Like for me at 48, am I really, and it's not a money thing. It's like, is it worth my time? Well, because life, time, this is my <laughs> rant about time. Time literally is your life. You are giving yeah. your life to yep. someone. Yeah. If someone yep. is late, they're just telling you your life doesn't matter as yep. much as their life. Yeah. And Dan's like, you need to calm down. It's true though. <laughs> you are right. I will not get back the minutes the mo- I've given to you. It's and it's a very food and time. Yeah. They're the it's, most important things to it's give the most to insensitive thing you can do, actually. Yeah. Time is the biggest, right? We're all talking yeah. about our commodity. Like she's like, yeah. Oh, what if your boss is a dick? I'm like, I can't go into even if I was a high end, you know, chef, Michelin rated, I could probably be an asshole in the kitchen there. Mm-hmm. Right? Because they're like, mm, <laughs> I get to say I'm working with so and so, he's a master, blah, blah, blah. Like Or they're just too scared to I guess, No, do most anything. of the time, most of the time they're like, look, if if someone hired you, if uh if um I don't know, a famous cinematographer called you, outside of sexual harassment, you're gonna be like, Oh my god, he's such an asshole. But you get to say, I, I worked, worked with, with Paul Nickin or whatever from right. National Geographic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll all take the hit. Like yeah. if I get to work with someone that ran a thousand pizzerias or with some high end Neapolitan guy, I'm gonna, you know, do a little, give a little, you know, because it's in the rub. You you get a little rub off in the exchange of interacting with that person. Yeah. But I don't get, like, some of the stuff that you guys, like, some of the okay. antics that you guys are going through. I'm like, wait a minute. If I go into my restaurant, you can't just shit on people. They'll be like, fuck you, pizza guy. Yeah, I was like, talking about I don't that. want your life. Yeah. I'm out of here. You're lucky to get me to stay for a year. Tops. Like, fuck you. So many jobs I've had are just, Dan, just, can't believe the amount of crap I put up with. And he's just, why do you keep doing this? And I said, because this is how, you know, because for all the 10 mm. people it does, happens right. to, I find one and now we're building something great 10 years later. You know, it, it's just like you have to sort through the crap to find the good stuff, I guess. I don't know. I but you do have your rules. What's that? She does, you do have your rules. One is time. So yeah. for me, it's fraud. Yeah. What's your, what would, sorry, you were going on to something, but I just want to. I was talking to my therapist about this earlier today. Um, and (laughs) she, she said to me, she was like, well, you know, in the beginning of your career, it typically takes like five years. So like five years of schlepping before like you get that job. Hmm. And I've been here for four years. Juliet, how long have you been here? Uh, Too long. Uh, let's see. In LA? Yeah. Juliet's 80 years old. (laughs) Uh, hot 80 year old. Eight years, eight years, but the last three years I haven't done anything. Yeah. So eight, seven, six, five, five. And things are working out guys. (laughs) Uh, and she was like, well, you know, what's your backup plan? Like Hmm. what, if you don't make it in journalism and you're, you know, you're struggling this much with, you know, bosses who don't give you a, a clear schedule and who, you know, cause obviously I was talking to, I, I, I was like, Tom, you know how everyone, there's like that trope of everyone's got a shit boss. Like everyone has complaints about work. Right. And he's like, no, like, no, no. You know? I've had plenty of shit bosses and I've had plenty of really wonderful, wonderful mm. people. And that's <laughs> why I always take a chance on people because sometimes it didn't start out wonderful. 
I just and you were really also didn't... wonderful to work for yourself. Like when Thank you, you did the uh, Toskers. Yeah. Right. You, yeah. you did. You went above and beyond. That's because we know how we want to be treated and right. we treat others that way. Right. <laughs> and then the final product, you know, back to I think food is more important than entertainment. But yeah, if I go in and I'm a sourpuss and you can't be too happy either because it's like <laughs> if, I'm, if I pull up in a Bentley and I'm like, da, 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 like I need a fucking race. You got to <laughs> There's a tightrope. Like, you know what I mean? You can't be, you know, you. And the, the, but here's the thing. It's always professional. If I go to the store, when I am there, I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm aware of I'm there. Yeah. They're there all day. They're on an eight-hour shift. Right. So I'm not going to come in for my 40 minutes or two hours or whatever it is. I'm still a blip on their eight hours and start demanding things unless yeah, something horrendous is happening, which, knock on wood, hardly ever happens. Like, I show up at 2 o'clock. I'm like, all right, they're post-lunch rush. They should be cleaning up, knocking out whatever prep right before a crew change. Like, because I, I built gonna, the place. You're I know not going like, to the micromanage them. No. Which is so nice. And I'll sit back, and the first thing I can tell is attitude. So, there's like a list of 10 things. One of them is what can you do for free mm-hmm. that doesn't require any fucking skill? Work ethic, show up on time, have a good attitude, mm-hmm. be clean and presentable, you know, be appropriate to the, to the job. Be nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, attitude, that's the attitude. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple other things that are just super simple. Be coachable. You be, know, be, be, a, be like a yes and person. I don't know about be yes, but be coachable. Like yeah. if someone's telling you, like, "Hey, I'm 500 pounds. Do another lap. You know, work on your diet." Like, I, you might not want to be coachable. Yeah. By that person. So, but it, but a lot. There's so many things that you can do for free, and uh, you know, it's 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 back to. First of all, I never had an alternative plan. Well, like, I was going to ask her what, what, what did you yeah, what did you I land don't on? So I don't. I, that that's not a uh, and to me that's it. not a good question to ask. I don't think so either. I don't. It's accepting. I don't it's like your therapist, man. <laughs> it's accepting failure Fuck. before it's even happened. Like, oh, I mean, you should start thinking about what if you fail. No, just it, it's like it's like health insurance. I don't right. know. I, don't like, like, I get that you have to adult eventually, and yeah. it's like okay, if you're not wait, paying you're an your adult. Rent, Hold on, let's back. Let's back up. Okay, what w- adult eventually is this? Some fancy fantasy dream that you're doing? You're fucking eking you're, you're out and, and etching and scraping a fucking living for yourself. Where's the non-adult? I'm sorry. I mean. You would be out of here tomorrow if Vice said, I got a full-time job for you in Thailand. You'd be like, Cam, Cam. um, (laughs) We're going to Thailand. (laughs) I'm glad you had dinner with my mom, but pack your shit. Like, Uh, I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm... I'm not, and I'm not anti your but therapist, like, but I'm like, wait, I'm, he's anti your therapist. I'm not computing. Everyone is going to be given that opportunity. Like some people want to be actors and like not everyone yeah. can be an actor. So like some people are going to, and at what point do you say, okay, well, I tried to be an actor, but like it's, I'm not paying my bills. I'm not succeeding. I'm not happy. Like at what point do you say, okay, maybe I need to like have a backup plan. Like, All right. Maybe see, I, I don't see it as teacher. a backup plan. I don't see it as a backup plan either. I think that's a wrong. I would not phrase it to you that way. Well, how would you phrase it? How would you guys phrase it? Okay, I I, I want to hear you you're hear younger than me, and then uh, I don't I don't think I'll come down. I'm I'm such a non-ageist person, so I don't think that matters. But wisdom is age. No, I don't think so. I know a on, lot of me. really stupid older really? people, yeah, and a uh, lot of really smart young people. I don't think age has anything to do same. with anything except for <sighs> old people voted for Trump. <laughs> I just don't. I, I it's a different topic, but yeah, I'm not ageist at all. Age has nothing to do with things. Um, 
what okay. was it? Okay, uh, back and forth. I think it really is your life changes and morphs into different ways, but you're always going to do what you want to do. You're always going to be investigative. Investigative. You're always going to be, uh, you know, inquisitive and curious. You're always going to want to try and find that. You're always going to be a journalist, no matter what you do. So if that is yeah, all of a sudden true. you work at, I don't know what would be a natural transfer. Like you, I don't know, whatever you would change to. It's not a backup plan. You're always going to be this thing. And to what level you're achieving it, you know, it's like you could say, oh, I'm, a, I'm not working in journalism because I'm doing, uh, I'm now doing a podcast. Okay, this isn't really journalism, but it's still working in media. Or, okay, I'm going to now all of a sudden be a writer when I thought I was going to be an actor. You're still creating something. There's always a common thread within what you're doing, no matter what it is. And if you're happy doing that common thread, like as long as I'm telling stories, I'm happy. Either I'm acting, if I'm writing, I'm directing, if I'm painting, if I'm podcasting, to me, the common thread is entertaining, entertaining story dines, right? And education. That's my common thread. Yeah, me too. So you're going to be happy and don't think it's a backup plan or a failure. You're just taking your common thread and sewing it into something else. And your life is made up like a patchwork quilt that you sew all together with the same common thread. That's how I believe it. It's pretty, I don't know, man. Pretty like, fucking I, good, Juliet. Okay, so now that you've old experience, go for it. That. I do uh, love that, but it feels like it feels it feels bad. like that thread isn't being what like, something that would be similar to journalism would be like marketing or PR. Mm-hmm. But it seems like even those jobs are like hard to come by right now. So yeah. honestly, it feels like I'm gonna be living out of my car. I'm gonna have to move home, live with my parents, and then I'm gonna work at like fucking GoDaddy, do a nine to five in like a fucking telemarketer. Like you might for a couple of years until something else happens. Nothing is permanent. Not a single thing in life is permanent. Success is not permanent. Failure is not permanent. Life's not permanent. Nothing's permanent. I I don't know if I need to add to what uh, Juliet said, to be honest. I'm going to write it fucking down so I can paint it on my wall later. (laughs) I don't need to sound like wise, even though I I am an ageist. You are are an ageist and you also are wise. I definitely. I see you. I, I, I think you fucking nailed it on the head. Other than this, forget threads and themes and our our trajectory of what it is we're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Because I want to leave the opportunity in life to completely lose passion for things. You might. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay that if I wake up one day, it hasn't happened. But I may wake up one day and go, I don't want to ever make another pizza or be around food industry ever again. Mm-hmm. I have that right. And I may want to become a yoga teacher. And I might be so fucking passionate about it that that's my bliss. So, yes, there is a tapestry. And yes, there's many patches to that quilt. I agree with every. I don't think I could have said it any better. But from the business side, I would just really get a cross section and look at my industry. Your industry is evolving so fast. It, it, what is the industry? Yeah, well, I know, right? It's a myth. Yeah. What is It's a myth, and I, and I hate that, and I see it happening to mm. myself is why I hate it so much, because I, I see it, mm. um, is, is people telling me what success looks like. Right. People saying, you're successful when? Right. And, and that's, I say, I'm right. successful and that's when where, I feel like I am, and right. sometimes maybe I wouldn't, and some right. days you don't. You could, right. you could have done, right. you right. could get paid to do the biggest vice story ever and right. just be unhappy, and you don't know why, right? So your success is different. Like, Bingo. we did a great podcast today. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I feel successful. I got paid $100,000 to do something. I don't feel successful. It doesn't, it's different for every single person. But yeah. that myth, we're always chasing that myth. And I'll equate it to a line in a movie, and I won't quote it exactly. Okay. But I think it was Jarhead with Jake 
Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Uh, they're both, and his sister, they're awesome actors. Um, he says this line, they're digging trenches, and he's like, why are we even digging this hole? Like, it's an air war now. Mm-hmm. Like, by the time we settle in for the night, the war will be fucking over. It's the same thing with your industry. Like, when I first came to L.A. and everyone was talking about Hollywood, there were running TV shows and family, whatever it was, and it was like 10-year series or getting a, a pilot and shows would be around. It was all pre-Netflix. Now the world, it's like I can't, I can't tell you or sell you. Even the pizza business, it might be completely automated. Like, I have no fucking idea. That's like, so true. So Not how, permanent. How can anyone say, you should have a backup plan? No, you should be flexible, adaptable, find out what your sensory experience is and what is your... your and be, uh, be open to change. What, what, what yeah. makes you tick, but be open and yep. receptive to change? Because and if, you wake be up, if you wake up one day and all of a sudden you're like, I don't care about news or i don't care about this and then you're like who am i and you're gonna have a whole like breakdown about that but it shouldn't matter be like i don't care about this what do i care about now right i'm gonna go do that but you have to be open and receptive and and true to yourself and be able to admit i don't find this interesting anymore and you have to understand why too when i say i made i I don't want to lose passion for pizza that's probably not what's going to happen but if another passion starts Mm -hmm, percolating mm -hmm. Or has like been dormant, and and because now you've been doing this so long, and, uh, and you get really smooth at it, and like you said, or you have autonomy, you can wear whatever fucking dress you want, like to whatever premiere, you you know, you might find this subset of things that you never got a chance to explore because your head was down and yeah. you were adulting. To, if for you to think that you're not adulting, that you're not a hundred percent committed, uh, is wrong. I, I I could I could assess other things about you. But I, I wouldn't say that you're not an adult. I wouldn't say that you're not like career driven and passionate and like here to learn. I, I just think someone oh, that's where what I meant about experience. I'm old enough to know stay on the train, the scenery is gonna change. Yep. Just nothing, stay on the train. And the train permanent. the train is you, not the media world, the journalism world. It's yeah. on its on it's on its fucking head right now. Yeah. My industry is on it its really head. Is, we have postmates, DoorDash, Grub Grub, whatever, Grubhub. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's always I, on its grub. head though. I it's well always just, on its head. I, 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 my, I Life's might literally, on its head. <laughs> yeah. I might literally figure yeah. out oh, and we're handcrafted <laughs> pizza, but like at some point we're all automated. So, and I might go, I don't even want to deal with customers anymore. I'm going to do full delivery. I'm going to open up a place three blocks off the strip in Las Vegas and service every hotel, be, be around 24. Believe me, I got ideas, but my point is that's my plan B. It's not, uh, it's not, it, this doesn't it's not work. A, it's not a plan B. That's just a plan. Right. There's not A, B, C. Your plans right. are not it's leveled. An option. It's, it's an, an option. It's an option on there the plate. It's a, it's a presented option. It's not a I wanna, first I course, second course, I want to fucking meet your therapist. Course. It's okay. She's a new therapist now. It's us. Uh, <laughs> honestly, this is like the best life talk ever. Just it, she, it, she also was like, so, you know, maybe LA, you know, isn't the right place. Like maybe, you know, you I move know. somewhere else. And I was like, but I love LA. If LA makes you happy, then you fight for what makes you happy. If LA, you're <sighs> like, yeah. Actually, when I look at it, Ella is making me unhappy. It's just like, <laughs> it, when, Tom, when you were talking about different passions, I was complaining about, you know, being treated a certain way by this industry mm-hmm. of, you know, expecting to be talent and expecting to, like, just do shit for free. Mm-hmm. And um, she was like, well, it seems like, you know, maybe this isn't the right industry for you. Like, if if this is how the industry is and the competition is that high and, you know, you're 
not being treated this way, maybe it's just not right for you. And mm. I was like, how'd, how'd that make you feel? Because do I, I really have to accept that. No, do people really tell me to? that too. Like people ask me the same thing. So how does that make you feel? When she said that, what was your first like thought? I was like, no, I don't think the industry has to be this way. I don't have to accept this. 100%. Right? The industry is whatever you make of it. This is art. It is art. Yeah, and storytelling. Yeah. It is storytelling. You can tell the same story a thousand right. ways, and a thousand different people are going to tell that same right. story a thousand different ways. There is no one way to do it. She's wrong. <laughs> and you are right with she's your She's kind of wrong a lot. I'm getting concerned. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, look at... We I had, just think she's wrong about this one thing. <laughs> we, had, we had Ashley Caprice on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, look at where she's at. You're making your own she's way. She's doing her own podcast now. She's blazing her own she's trail. She's getting paid for it. She know? will. Yet. Yet. Whoa. Nincompoop. I know. But and that's just, the first thing I think. It's like. Fucking Debbie Downer, man. I know. But that's the first thing I think. I'm like, okay, I have to make You got to change your this. default I have, mode. I have responsibilities. You like, do. And you, sometimes you're going to be like, shit, I'm working. I'm working. 40 hours at this restaurant and I'm only getting to do what I love a couple hours a right. week, right? It might be that sometime. And then right. it, then the tides are going to shift and it's going to keep shifting and you're going to keep having ups and downs. It's just... Look, I want your fucking problems. I can't get out of the house some days right now. Like <laughs> That's another thing I know? was going to ask you guys. Yeah. So life is hard and doesn't owe us a goddamn thing. So what is it that gets you up and out of bed? Juliet gets up super early and is like always creating even though she's like doing it herself. Mm. Because it's you know, for, for me. Herself. I know that's what I want to do. I want to create, if I'm on this planet and I'm alive and I am an able person, to me, I want to create things and change and affect change for people. Wired to inspire. Wired to inspire. Honestly, and that was, like acting used to be such a passion for me. It was like my one and only, what am I going to do if I don't act? And now it's like I've been totally washed over by this whole thing with my mom, but it's completely changed my idea of how to live my life. I was like this before too, but it's become worse. Um, <laughs> where I'm just, I'm doing it for me. I'm showing up for me. I said, Juliet, who are you going to show up for today? You don't have any appointments. All the stuff you have to get done is not paying you. How can you, like, you think you're so great? Just stay in bed. And I think, no, I am great for me. It doesn't matter for me, just me. So you have to love yourself, I guess. That Maybe that's it. Like, you have to be. Well, you look how you're talking yourself. You may not love yourself, you. but seed of resiliency. So, Tom, what gets yeah. out of you out of bed? I didn't. Yeah, I didn't either. You guys gotta love yourselves more. No, sometimes look. Sometimes you gotta you gotta be a rubber chicken, and you're gonna get crushed. There's no point for me to go out and when I have wind in my sails, I can't play catch up. I just have to go. Wow, I'm not so anxious today. I'm not mm-hmm. getting a paresthesia, a belly bloat, whatever. Like I'm, I'm gonna go run some errands. I'm gonna engage with people that have my back in in this time. I have to just remind myself that this too shall pass. Yes, ma'am. Um, no, for those listening, I'm raising my hand. Um, I thought she was doing a, a seek howl thing or like. No. Kind of, well, we have, pro- we have a whole list of to... subjects that we were going to go to. Yeah. But. Um, I was just going to ask, because I, I know obviously we're different people, right? Mm. And I've never had like debilitating depression. I've definitely had depression. I have it probably every couple days. You're the angriest person I know. I'm so, you have no idea. I'm so angry. I literally blew my shoulder out from punching a pillow and I didn't couldn't talk last I week know so you're I was angry. screaming so much. Damn. Um, I, yeah, I'm angry. Like, I, I get very are. angry and then I see your figure aura. it out. Um, but when you guys are super, super depressed, if you mm. can for like get a glimpse to do something, like say you have a glimpse, like I guess I'll just get up. I'm hungry. I have to go freaking eat, right? Mm. And you get up. Can you just take that one step and then just go another step further? And does that make you feel good or does that make you feel exhausted? Definitely exhausted. So it's more so exhausted. So if you push yourself to the next level, you might regret it? I don't think there's an there's regret there. It just feels 
impossible. Right. Like you don't have broken arms and legs, but if your yes. brain is telling you, you do. Okay. So it's so like, you can't force yourself even to take like a half step. And if you do, it's just not going to start the ball rolling. I guess I'm trying to figure out how to get the how, ball rolling. Yeah, I think that's a question that everyone with depression asks. Has. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. right. So, so you're both right. Yeah. It's kind of that, you know, what is that movie? I forget what it was where the mountain climber falls. And I've got a question for you, Tom. Goes, yes. Um, 28 hours or whatever. When, like, what are your day-to-day responsibilities? Mm. Like, right now, stop driving everyone fucking crazy. That's it? Seriously. <laughs> I'm annoying like- everyone. I'm, 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 I'm so agitated and irritable when, when you're going through benzo withdrawal. A lot of times yeah. people, they need dopamine. Their GABA has been downregulated and you're not producing that. So I'm agitated and then it's just like I, I want attention and I'm so uncomfortable and anxious like I just want to feel safe. Mm-hmm. So then I go on what are my contingencies of safety and mm-hmm. just be glad you guys aren't on that fucking phone tree. Aren't on the what? On the that phone, phone tree. tree. What's that? Like you're one of the go-to people like, hey, oh, oh, how oh, come oh. this, how come that? Ha, ha, and it's like, dude, are you going to die? You have a roof over your head. You're like what's your, back to you? Are you able-bodied? Yeah. And it's like. But Dan helps me with that a lot too. When I'm feeling overwhelmed and I'm like uh, crying, like nobody loves me. I'm not pretty enough and all the things. And he's like, are you kidding me? Like let's go through the list of all the blessings you right. have. And then I feel like a crap person. is definitely, I've noticed, very healing. Like when I can stop oh. and be like, holy shit, I'm so grateful that I've got, you know. But when you're chemically imbalanced, not to interrupt, but when you're chemically really imbalanced. It's really hard to find how, that where's, attitude. Find, find, yeah. find sunshine easy. from Middle Earth when you are mm-hmm. underneath a gravity blanket yeah. of the mind. Yeah, <laughs> attitude can, and gratitude; those are the two biggest things. So, like, but where, yeah. but where you're right, Juliet, is being able to reinforce a positive mindset of realistic goals. Like, you know what? I'm going to get out of my bed, and if I still feel like shit, at least I'm going to get out of my bed and make it. Doing things imperfect, and I'm going to lay on the couch. Yeah. So then you're not laying in bed all day. Don't be afraid to so, fail. Th- yeah, well, it's not. It's, it's not failure. It's just well, it fail. Uh, it failing quotes like. What you think is failing, don't be. Af- don't, there is no failure. Right, is what I'm but trying what to say. I want to unpack it and get even more into the go details. Having the ability to go, I'm going to do this, and now when I do this, I'm going to like a, uh, five steps like turns into finishing yeah. a ma- finishing a marathon. Yeah. When you have a depressed or anxious mindset, you feel overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. You're already exhausted. You're already running a marathon independent. Of the mm-hmm. physical steps it takes to accomplish small tasks that are going to make you feel good, mm-hmm. like getting up and getting out of my bed and, and, and making, making my and making it. Like I have my laundry, you guys. See, I do my laundry. I keep a clean, tidy house. Like I don't let myself totally go, but it's like when you're so anxious or so depressed and you are doing these things, at some point, without some kind of positive reinforcement or what they call a window. Like, it's very hard to just be your own cheerleader. Do you have to give yourself that positive reinforcement? Because I know a lot of times when people give me reinforcement, I don't believe them. Yeah. Right? So I have to convince myself that this is real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I I don't know for people who are depressed, is that something, am I like, can I feel that a little bit in that way where... You, you're like, I did this, but, you know, whatever. All I did was make my bed. Great. Well, Even though that's a big so, step. <laughs> all right, well, but what you said in a little bit, it sounds like not, not validation, but almost like paranoia. Like It's imposter that, syndrome. The, Everyone's got that. What yeah. is it called? Imposter, imposter syndrome. syndrome. Oh, interesting. Yeah. When you're, when you're somewhere and you're like, 
I shouldn't be here. This is not for me. Interesting. I'm faking it. They're going to figure out that I'm faking yeah. it. I'm a really? I'm an imposter. I'm not good enough to be here. They're going to fire me tomorrow. Right. Like yep. I suck. Someone's going to find out about yep. me. So what I so All I've done. That's So what I've been trying to do is like recognizing and acknowledging and it's not embracing the suck, meaning suck <laughs> it up and and posture myself. Yeah. It's going, you know what? I'm going to acknowledge in a safe way. I'm going to acknowledge that I'm going through benzoyl withdrawal, that it's mm-hmm. temporary. And I have to remind, and that's exhausting. This is temporary. Hopefully four or six months, you're going to be like, dude, what, what happened? I'll be like, oh, I'm out. Um, I'm, I'm able to, my executive function and my will are in alignment and I'm able to do the things that I need to do. And on top of that, I'm now enjoying the things that I like to do, not just the things I have to do, I'm doing the things I want to do, right? Yeah. And it's that part of what's your have to list, what's your want to, and what's your dream of. Like, I found that I don't know if this is true for mm. you, but I found that having a schedule and like people that are re- like depending on me is helpful. Mm. Yep. So like, I show up to my therapy appointments, I come here on time, mm-hmm. I go to school on time. Super like, helpful. Um, so I don't know if mm-hmm. yeah, you too, mm-hmm. but um, I think something that's really common with Juliet are generation is that you know we had like the ap classes and the gifted i'm sure everyone's amazing well that (laughs) and you know i was in those gifted classes Mm -hmm. and i was you know you get those stars when you're and we just we're perfectionists Mm. and so when we no longer have that like those boundaries when we no longer have that system it's like it creates anxiety. It's like, okay, I need to be perfect, but like, I don't have anything to do that's this perfect. Like no one is right. requiring things of me. And like adulthood right. just turns into this like brain frazzle of, yeah. I was a gifted kid and they told me that, I, what the fuck so is that's happening? The, what do I do? So I that's totally the transition that, you know? thing. And that's where like, I want to reinforce with Julia too. Like, and, and I'm speaking for myself as well. Like I'm, I'm practice, I'm trying to practice what I preach. When you go through a whole thing and you're at a place and then you are questioning and it's because of, you know, you're beyond your comfort zone or you're outside of your routine or you've now accomplished something like an event or what, like it's for me, it's like I'm trying to slow down enough and make sure I'm fully present Mm -hmm. so that when that self doubt comes in, it's not, it's not arrogance. It's not, I'm great on this, I'm not. It's not self-speak. It's just, I'm here. Mm-hmm. I belong here. And it's not, I belong here, why? Mm-hmm. It's just, I belong here. And if I don't feel like I belong, then I very quickly go through, why am I not feeling like I belong here? Is it a com- compare thing? Back to that imposter thing. That's, that's got to be frightening. Well, I think a lot of times it's just because we want it so badly and it goes back to us But want what? failing a hundred times and you finally get that one and this is your opportunity and you're like, don't screw it up. This is your one shot. And then, yeah. and then you think, what if I screw it up? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not yeah, ready. Just, so here's, so, so, and, and, <laughs> but and that doesn't happen every time. I'm not analyzing <laughs> you, but, no, you but it's like when we're able to. <laughs> Julie, it's like, please idolize me. Well, well, when we're able to go through all these steps, right? I'm going to get out of bed. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get some exercise in. I'm going to do some self-care. And then I'm going to have fails, Then it's like the end No, of the but then world. when you finally uh, when you knock down your list 
you still feel like an imposter and you still feel like you don't belong. No, are no, you it's not are like you that. in so for me when I make my bed, my point is this when I make my bed, oh I really make my bed. And I feel good that I made my bed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like I know like it, like so there is no failure. That's it's what, yeah. the doing it. So that's why I have a I'm removing I'm failure. I'm trying to understand the imposter part or the I'm not love part. It's like uh, I'll go back to another movie, Kingdom of Heaven, where the guy goes mm-hmm. to Orlando Bloom's character. He's like, if God does not love you, how were you able to do all these things? Because he didn't get what he thought was his expectation of himself. Yep. Like he didn't win this, win that. He's like, dude, you came here when I met you. You were off a, a shipwreck thing. You proved your integrity. You just brought this all back up to expectations again, which is what we were talking about at the very beginning I'm of the trying podcast. Trying my best, people. When you do not meet expectations, you feel badly. It's your so, biggest fear. Well, even if and I go into a restaurant, if I expect something that tastes like something and it doesn't, even if it tastes better. Dang. When, I'm just saying, as people, this is us. Like, we have these expectations, and then when things are different than expected, I think our minds can't handle it, and we're just like, what do I do now? Interesting. I don't know. It's a theory. It's really funny to me that you say that when you really make you make your bed, you do because I do the opposite. I'm like, okay, I really don't want to fucking make my bed, but like, I'll just give it twenty percent, and like twenty percent is better than zero. Because if I do oh. the, oh, I'm really gonna do it, and it's really gonna be great, then I'll fail, and mm. then I'll be like, well, then why do I even fucking bother? Take failure. Why out. do I even bother? I'm you just can't not fail. gonna bother next time. You right. can't fail. Just tell yourself. Whatever I do is good. Well, sometimes shit's out of my control. Like you'll, it is. You'll show up to and that's a, something right. and like the audition will be like, oh, never mind. You know, we canceled. And it's like, yeah. I, you don't understand how much effort it took me to get out of bed and like get ready. And now you're telling me that I'm right. going to fail because it's up on you and not on me. No. Oh, no, that's not happening. Right. Well, you know? then you take that and you say, I'm, you, you get mad, you get sad, you get upset because we do. Mm. And then you say, okay, I'm already dressed. I'm already have makeup on. I'm already in a, in a mindset to do this. Go do it. Go tape it on. Like, just do something. For, I guess that's with me that makes me feel good. Just, mm-hmm. I don't know about anybody else, but if I go to audition, which has happened to me too, I prepared for four days, you know, learning a script and I put on makeup and I look nice and I'm there. And then they're like, oh, we already cast it like an hour ago because the, you know, producer's daughter needed a role. So sorry, <laughs> next time. And I'm just like, my life. You go cry. And then I thought, okay, well, I'm already. I'm already all the things. I'm going to go, I'm going to go put this on tape or I'm going to go find a new story and think, like, tape it on my phone. I'm going to go do something with the energy I've already generated. I'm already here. I'm going to do something right. with it. And whatever it is, it doesn't matter because at this point, it's just shooting from the hip. There is no failing. It's just redirecting your energy, right? There is no failing. Okay, you've made your bed 20%, but you can't make it 20%. Well, you did your best. You, you, all you can do is your best. It's not failing. You made the bed 10%. It's I okay. I mean, sometimes your best isn't enough. Sometimes you do fail. Have you I, gone I don't know. The, have you ever gone the other way? What do you mean? Thinking you're not good enough and then getting really good no, feedback? No, like full depressed. Oh, pretty sure yeah. she has, yeah. No, like psych ward. Okay, see, I've never taken myself to the hospital, but there have been times when I thought that I should have. But I have never had both a plan to commit suicide and the tools, mm-hmm. which is that's when I've heard, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, if you're bad. there, that's when you go. Right. But I've done the thing of, you know, spending weeks in bed, not showering, not really eating, you know, thinking that I'm why? useless yeah. and like, why, why, and wh- why bother? So what affect do you have in the world? Like you must do some peacocking. Like people are calling you. Like how, what's your engagement in the world? What do you mean? Yeah. Um, when, define what you mean. Like, <sighs> 
everyone knows like I'm going through mental withdrawal. I got posts, I got whatever, like I'm 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 learning how to advocate for myself. So right. it's like, look, I'm mentally I'm not a dangerous person. I'm not a off you guys interact with me. I'm like maybe a little weird vibe, but <laughs> You know what you're I mean? weird at all. No, no but I'm just fine. saying like, but I frame it like, hey, but I also know that this is temporary. Right. Like I'm not living here. Oh, I didn't know that when I was going through it. Oh, I yeah. I was never going to find a medication that worked for me. I mm. thought I was never going to. So like now I know that it's temporary and that like stuff comes and goes right. in waves, but. So you fully have embraced, like for me, it's like. Oh, no, I, I have I, not embraced it. I fucking hate depression. <laughs> I'm not saying I you should like it, but you should be able to acknowledge it and recognize it. And, and get fluid with it just as you have to deal with getting up and putting all the energy and showing up and being off book on a on yeah. a on a on a character and I habit just have trouble showing up for myself like if someone yeah. would hire me for a nine to five i will like fuck yes i have a schedule i'll have a nine to five i'll like mm. have a bedtime oh my god so i you, wake up at the same okay. time every day we want so, they, so they call that you're right doing stuff that i'm not going to get paid for like that i you know i could read but like what what good is that going to bring right. me? And so like you said a, you know, said earlier it's generational. It. You said earlier it's generational. Like it's our so. world. No, no. Millennials have this organizing world principle because everything was orientated form. We're going to do this, and after this, we're going to do this, and then this, then this, and if you do this, we have AP class, and if you get the AP class, you get this. Then you go to and it's total free, structured, right. and then and now Risk it's like reward, yeah. now it's like the nice little safety net is gone. And there it's are even, no it's jobs for anyone. Well, it is. It's a contained environment. It's well, just a, it's a structure. Now well, that's containment. So, for Chella, so when you're saying you have a hard time motivating yourself, I just treat everything like it is going to pay me. I know it doesn't, but you, I just I fully believe if I put effort into this, something will come. Nothing. If I do it, nothing's not like nothing's going to mm -hmm. change if I don't do it. But if I do something, it will change something. Whether it's get me a job, whether it's does so just give me the thing. So give me an example where okay, life that, reflected. Okay. Okay, I'm, and I'm, I think you have depression. I definitely have anger issues, and maybe that's why I'm more productive is because I just take all that rage after I explode and cry, and then I put it into something, and so maybe that's my like therapy and why mm. I'm so productive because I'm like, I'm just going to attack the world with yeah. everything I've got. I'm only here for a little while, um, and depression is different. So I think it's just maybe mentally, chemically different, different in yeah. that way. Hmm, that's um, interesting. So, yeah, I mean, I got so depressed and angry at my situation with my mom that I decided yeah. I'm going to create a show mm. because that show was taken from me when she got hurt. Like, I was already getting paid for to produce a show like this on a radio station consistently. It was awesome, and it was going places and doing things, and my mom were got sick and was stolen. Full-time freelance? Oh, damn. And we were, like, going to make a TV show, and we had rented out the space and everything, and I was the co-host and the producer, and it was like my life was coming together when I was 27. But then you had to quit. And then I said, oh, my God, my mom, I have to take care of her. I'm an only child. This is how it has to happen. And it was like, okay, well, we can't do the show without you. And I was like, do it without me. I'll come back. That would have been better because then I could have come back to something, but it didn't happen. So in my sadness and my just anger at everything – I thought, okay, whatever. I'm just going to do it because I know this makes me happy. I know this will make me feel good, even if it's not paying me. And so, and it's been amazing. It's opened a lot of doors for other things that I've like other paying gigs. It's opened doors for, um, you know, groups of people who mm. I didn't have access to before just because they liked what I was doing. They didn't really care if I was getting paid for it. I mean, they never asked. It was just, oh, I see you. I recognize you. Right. We're doing this. And it was just making noise in the world where I wanted to make noise right. and people heard it. 
and it's still not where I want it to be. But you make noise, people will hear. Hmm. But along the way, I think the important thing that I don't don't know. I know we need to leave this uh, show on a on a good note, and I think that was a good one. If you just make noise, people. Yeah, no, but I, but I, yes, but I also, mm, I just feel like it's incomplete. Let me just add this. (sighs) Okay, anger. Depression, anxiety, they could all be vehicles to move forward. Mm -hmm. They could all be a way to redirect. But for me, what I'm terrified by why I asked about the psych ward or Mm -hmm. your mom's incident is that perspective. And I just am holding on to that one glimpse of me that I saw when I was institutionalized. I mean, it was like bend over, cough, no phone, no clothes, shower. This is what you're going to wear. Two-inch mattress. I'm not, I'm not like acting like I'm a Holocaust survivor, but it was not a fucking pretty environment. And I realized part of me has to surrender because I'm powerless. I can't leave. Mm-hmm. It can only get worse. If I don't adapt and adjust and acclimate quickly, I'm going to be in a world of hurt. But within that part, crying waiting for my medication which they didn't give me and i'm fucking shaking out like cold sweats like this puking like like i still felt this in uh, i don't know it couldn't i can't describe it but my will my desire to live and it's indomitable. And so underneath all my shit, and here's the thing that frustrates everyone. You're normal. You're this. You're that. You're the, oh, am I normal right now? Right. Mm-hmm. I, do you guys think I'm normal right now? Because I'm know. not normal. You don't even want, I jerked off for 10 hours straight yesterday. Damn. It was a fucking marathon. And I was still <laughs> clairvoyantly channeling into things and don't get creepy. But I was like, oh, I wonder how Juliet's doing. Not sexual. No, no, no. But I was just... like, hey, what? Because full moon, I was just like checking in with my peeps. It had nothing to do with I was thinking sexually about you guys. It was just porn, this, that, and just edging, getting my dopamine, like, my, and just going through this withdrawal. And I'm still interacting with the world. That's why I was asking, like, how's your interaction? Because you know what? I am fucked up right now. But that's my point. I know it's temporary. Mm-hmm. I acknowledge it, but I'm trying to reclaim every chance I get, whether it's doing, and I love what Juliet said. That's why I'm not trying to top it. I'm trying to leave it on a positive note. You don't want things taken away to find that little shard or that little crystal of light that I have, mm-hmm. that little fucking you know, Tolkien uh, bottle of elixir from Galadriel <laughs> where <laughs> you can scare, scare away the spider. Like yeah. We have that. You have that. And having that recognized, whether it's Dan going off your list or your therapist or us res, you know, vibing back and echoing back the light in you, that's life. And that is impact. And then fuck everything else. Like, seriously, fuck it. Because you can't imposter on yourself. Know yourself. Strive to be yourself and find yourself in everything you do. Because... This whole journalism thing may just be this fucking defense mechanism from something else, and it may not even be who you are. Or it, it may might not be, exactly be. terrifying, or, but it well, also might be exactly might be. who you are. But exactly. you don't know, exactly. and you're not the one who's gonna 
the world's not going to tell you. It's just going to happen. And don't let anyone tell you. Yes. What's your plan this or plan that? What's your plan A or plan B? It's how are you feeling? And then I would be like, hey, why are you complaining so much? Isn't this what you're choosing to do? Right. I'm sorry. Wait, aren't you choosing to do that? Are you allowing that guy to do that? Back to our thing before the pod. Like, hey, just come up with a blanket rule where... Here's the thing. Yeah, here's what I need. To I have five minutes job. to engage and do, right. and sign. You signed the contract. I'm now. We're I'm, not. You're not powerless. I think right. that's what it comes back to, and especially in our oh, industry. Oh God, yes. We mm-hmm. feel power, powerless. powerless in our industry. We feel like if this person has to cast me for me to get a job, this person has to recognize my skill for right. me to get paid. Right. That's a falsity. Right. And that's it is, there's who doors. Wins? There's Who's, doors. Right. But there's so many doors right. and there's so many keys. Right. They don't hold it's all the exhausting. keys. It's exhausting. It's uh, it's exhausting. You don't know which door to go through. But who through. stands to benefit exhausting. from that? Exhausting. Who benefits from that? From what? Your work. You do. From you guys all being disenfranchised, oh. yeah. slitting each other's throats, paying, no offense, paying to do a five-minute thing and working for free. It's like, this is the be- I'm in the wrong industry. I, love I can't get people though. to come in and work at a pizza shop because it's not sexy. And I don't guess I'm not playing enough mind games on my if you employee. If you had a reality, if, you're, because if, your, a pizza pizza shop. Store, if your pizza store had a reality TV, oh, uh, t- TV channel, if we did a right. weekly pod at the thing, you would get more app- applicants and you could probably uh, wow. pay them less. Like I, I, if I would yeah. do that social experiment. So they wouldn't be very good at what they I'm do. W- I'm, I'm with you on that, but I guess what I'm trying to champion in all of us and hopefully our listeners too is recognize your inner light. Mm-hmm. And if not, ask people that you fucking trust, that know you, that, like I said, you know, in the, another pod somewhere. Look, if they're not going to be, if they're not going to be at your funeral, you don't need to, you don't need to know their opinion. Like. You don't don't need shut them out because I think oh, that's look, good. That's fine. <laughs> look, here comes look, Juliet with her positivity note. Don't shut I'm people not, out. Of no, your at, life. Some, at some point, look. At some point, you do. You have to get to the core nucleus. Yeah. When you're dis- when you're dis- fragmented and just dispersed, and you're energetically so much larger than recognizing where you are, you've projected yourself out to the point where you're like, wait, do I even belong to be here? Mm-hmm. That's when I'm going to go. No, no. Take your shoes off. Feel the earth. You're at a fucking thing. In the morning, there's going to be a bunch of people vacuuming and cleaning, and there's going to be a bunch of... Take, take perspective with it. Yeah, yeah. Take that. Take that. And that's, Or just, you are there, right. so go with it. <laughs> yeah, or not. You know, but it's... Don't leave. It's just, just, it's just Do your job. It's just very important, you know, expectations really are is the birth of disappointment. And, 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 and for me, it's but just... What? That's what I was saying earlier. Yeah, but it, it's it's. I don't ha- my expectation is that I'm gonna work hard and you're gonna pay me. Like I'm gonna work hard and I'm gonna be able to pay rent. That's that I'm expect. I have very little expectations. But there, I you allowed me to get this degree. I paid for this degree. You said that if I got a degree, mm. that I would have a job and that I would be able to afford rent. I'm not asking for a Maserati. But you know you're not I mean? believing any of that. Of course, I believe that. I think that I should be able to have a job. And pay my rent in what I studied and what I want to do. And people call that entitlement. And I'm like, yeah, I'm entitled into thinking that I should be able to pay rent. Like, what? <laughs> if I work for someone, I, it's, ugh, finding a job in L.A. is ridiculous. But yeah. Juliet, I feel like you should take us out because we Me? need a positive note. <laughs> I just, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I think, I, I think that, um, oh, what is it? Comparison is the thief of, thief of joy. I'm going to start again. Comparison mm. is the thief of joy. Mm. 
I'm agreeing. And you cannot compare yourself to others. You can't compare your journey to others. Just because someone got a degree and is working in the industry right out of college doesn't mean that that's going to happen to you. And mm. that doesn't mean they're going to keep their job. Mm. They're, that, they could have that reality now. Something could happen. Things change. Nothing is permanent, good or bad. And that is life's journey. <sighs> Everyone just take a collective deep Woosa. breath. Woosa. Yeah, I'm going to say, and I'm going to, I'm going to say our first boundary is our own. And the rest don't matter. Know your own, know your own vessel. Know what you're filled with first before you let anyone put anything or take anything with. out of it. Know what you're filled with. That's it. Yep. I'm filled with chocolatey cream. Chelsea's <laughs> filled with sadness and anger right now, but she's, gonna, she's about to no, hit herself up into some hot chocolate. Chocolatey cream was a sexual reference it, to... It, it, became a, it became a sexual oh, reference. See, sexual references? I was <laughs> thinking about like Krispy Kreme. Uh, no, anyway. It's too late, Chella. It's too late. Too late to apologize. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for watching. Thank late. you. Like and subscribe. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Out. <laughs>